Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. on the Zoom, but I want you to shout me down. I want you to, if you like something, say amen. I want you to have your Bible ready, your your notebook ready, your whatever, iPads ready, however you take notes, because I believe that God wants to speak to us tonight. I'm excited because I believe that tonight's word, I believe that God has put it in my heart because he wants us to be positioned to win. He wants us to to understand that in a world that is trying to pull us all kinds of different directions, that he doesn't want us to be moved by our circumstances, but rather he wants us to be moved only by his voice, only by his word, only by what he says. And so tonight I want to share a message with you that I've titled Positioned to Win. Come on, why don't you type it on the chat? You know, just elbow the girl next to you, tell her Positioned to win. God is going to position you and I to win, to win the battles ahead, to win against our situations, to win for our our value, for our future, for our families, positioned to win. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be reading out of uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we're going Old Testament and whether this is your first time, second time, whether you're a flourish girl, I want to welcome you tonight once again. I believe that tonight's going to be special. And if this is your first time, I'm so excited that you're here. I don't know if a friend invited you, if you just randomly uh, happened to tune in tonight. I believe that nothing is a coincidence, but that God wanted you to be here tonight. So Second Chronicles chapter 20, I want to give you a little bit of context as to what is happening Um, In the text we're about to read, we're going to be reading about King Jehoshaphat, or as I affectionately call him, King J, just because it's easy. King J, King J, you know, not Jesus, Jehoshaphat, King J. That's who uh, we're going to talk about tonight. And so I want you to understand the setting, King Jehoshaphat, King J, he is the king of Judah at this time. And he's a good king. I mean, I think that when you go to the Old Testament, and if you've read the Old Testament a little bit, you know that there's a lot of struggles. There's good kings. uh, There's evil kings. But um, King Jay is, he's a good one. He's a good king. He's tried to please God. He's he's tried to do things the best that he can. And so he's he's the king of Judah now at this time. And he hears the news that there's an army coming after him. And not just one army, not two, but three different armies are coming to attack. And so the story tells us that the moment he's told that these armies are coming, he is alarmed. Now, I don't know about you, but if I know that there's a few armies coming my way and me alarmed will look a lot like me screaming, right? Like, like there's armies coming and it will look a lot like me, you know, just panicking a little bit. And it will be me being a little bit anxious. And it will be me trying to think about the 20 different scenarios. If you're an overthinker, you know what I'm talking about. If you like to be in control, you know what I'm talking about. Cause you're going to think A, B, C, D, because I've got to be ready 
I've got to be ready for whatever happens. And so I'm just, that would be me if I was alarmed. If I was alarmed, I would be calling for backup. I will be calling my army general. Is that what it is? An army general. And I will be telling him, listen, you've got to get the troops ready. I've been calling my mama, my friends, everybody saying, hey, you gotta, you got to be here because we are going to war. But the reaction of King Jay being alarmed is very different because what he does instead when he was alarmed is that he calls for a day of prayer. He calls for a day of prayer in his nation. And he gathers with everyone and they begin to seek God. And so we're going to be reading, uh, picking it up on verse 14. This is happening. And in verse 14, this is what it says. It says, the spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, and a descendant of Asaph. And he stood in the assembly and he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours, but God's. It says, tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Then some of the Levites from the Kohahites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Verse 20 says, early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. They set out. Jehoshaphat stood and, stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord sent ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. I want you to capture this story and what's happening here. They go out and they begin to sing. This is how they begin to, to fight this battle. And it says that as they went out to fight, the Lord kind of confused the, the enemy. And if you keep reading, you realize that the enemy, the three different armies, they ended up killing each other. And that's how King Jay won because the Lord was able to confuse everyone else and he was fine. And as I read the story, I, I realized that many of us can identify ourselves with this king. Because many of us here today, we, we know what it's like to be surrounded. We know what it's like to have situations come up from every side. And not just one thing, but maybe two, three, four things at a time. And it seems like we just keep going through life and all these things keep happening. And there's battle after battle. Some of us here tonight, we know what it's like to struggle. 
We know what it's like to be stressed out and unable to fall asleep at night because we keep thinking about how we're going to make ends meet. We're trying to figure out how we're going to be able to provide for our family. Some of us know the struggle of dealing with our anxiety and our thoughts. Some of us watching tonight, we know what it's like to have to be calling FNL to ask yet for another extension on our bill. Come on, how we be real tonight. I grew up with a single mom, and that's something we had to do quite often. Hey, listen, I got to pay 50 bucks tonight, but just give me an extension because in, in just two weeks, I'll have enough money to pay you. Some of us know the struggle of having to call our landlord and say, hey, I need just a few more days. I need just another week. Some of us know the struggle. Some of us have faced difficult battles, and a lot of us are just trying to keep our head above water. Have you ever been there? You're just trying to keep your head above water. You're trying to make it. The other day, Alex and I went to the beach, and if you know us, if you know anything about us, we are not beach people. Like, we, beach is beautiful, but I don't necessarily want to be there. I don't want to go for fun. There's something about um, the sand, the salt water, um, you know, both at the same time. It's just, not re- it's just not my vibe. It's just not relaxing for me. It's not where I would choose to go for fun. But, you know, we decided we'll give it another try, and we'll go. And it was a windy day. We went really early in the morning before everyone got there because I was like, you know, I just just got to be me here. I just, I, I just got to relax somehow. So we went, we showed up. It was so windy. It was um, high tide and the waves were crashing. They were rough. And I thought it would be a good idea to get in because whatever, I'm already here. I might as well. Right? So I get in and I quickly realize I've got to position myself in such a way that when a wave comes crashing, it doesn't knock me down. Right, and so I can't go too far in because you know I'm short and I just I can't hold my balance, and and, and I know I've got this system where if a wave is coming, I just like put my back into it and I got this, I got this, or I just jump and ride the wave, but I gotta pay attention to what's happening because you know that if a wave hits you. In a matter of seconds, you're going to be rolling down the bottom of the ocean. You would have salt in your eyes. You would have probably drank a gallon of salt water. It's not cute. It's not fun. So I had to position myself in such a way, and I got distracted. And a wave came crashing, and, you know, it did what it was going to do. It knocked me down, and I'm trying to gather myself right and then as I try to do that I got salt in my eyes and I can't see and you know when you're disoriented you can't see where you're going what and I'm trying to pick myself up I'm trying to get out of the water but another one comes crashing exactly what do I do I mean what do I do eventually I'm able to get out I'm able to figure it out but I'm getting out of that water and I am just frustrated I am fed up I am regretting the moment I said yes let's go to the beach today this proves my point this is what happens when I go to the beach. But I realize that life can many times feel like a raging sea. Where there's wave after wave coming, crashing down on you. Where it feels like there's situation after situation trying to knock you down. Trying to stop you from moving forward. Life can feel like this a lot of times. And in life, you and I are going to face struggles and situations that are going to try to keep us 
in a position of defeat. Have you ever been there before? Life is happening. Life comes crashing down and it's unexpected and it leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth. And it leaves you wondering which direction you're going. And it leaves you wondering if this is actually what you want to do. And it leaves you wondering if this is the place where you should be right now. I think that so many times these situations come to put us in a position of defeat. And this position of defeat is not a physical one, but it's a spiritual one. Come on, because how many of us have been in this place before because you can look good on the outside, but on the inside, girl, you're struggling. We can take really cute selfies, but nobody knows behind closed doors how you're crying in the middle of the night. You can be a showing up to church online every single Sunday, but yet nobody knows how you struggle. Yet nobody knows what's happening and what's going through your mind. Some of us can look good on the outside, but we are broken on the inside. But we have a God that wants us to live differently. He wants us to know that it doesn't matter what happens and what battles we are facing, that we can stand strong, that we can stand firm. He wants us to know that in order to be positioned to win, we need to be positioned in faith. In order to be positioned to to win, we need to be positioned in faith. And how do we do this? Well, I love the story of King J. King Jehoshaphat gives us the perfect instructions as to how we can live a life that is positioned to win. Because the first thing that he does is that he seeks intentionally. He seeks intentionally. The king wasn't passive about his relationship with God. From the moment that he heard there was an army coming, yes, he was alarmed, but the first thing that he did was call for a day of prayer. How many of us here tonight can actually say that when we are alarmed, that when we are afraid, the first thing that we do is run to God? Or who or what do we run to? Come on, who or what are we running to when we feel like life is pressing on against us? The king, he seeks God in prayer, but this is one of my favorite parts. It says that after that, he bows down face to the ground to worship. I know that for many, this would have been a little strange. Or I wonder if we ever do this. Have we ever done this? Have we ever sought after God in a way that we are just face down? We are just asking God to move. I know that many times it may look like if we're face down, it must be because we've given up. It must be because we're defeated because we equate being standing to, you know, winning and being down as losing, as giving up faith. But I want to remind you here today that he who bows before God can stand before anyone and before anything. That he who stands before life situation is because first we were able to bow down to God. So I believe that God is challenging all of us tonight to say, you want to win in life? You want to be positioned to win? You want to know how to navigate life and whatever it throws your way? Then we need to have a position where we seek God. A position where we don't care what people are saying. A position where we don't care if people are telling us, you're crazy, you're serving too much. You're crazy, you're giving too much. You're crazy, you keep talking about God all the time. You're crazy, you keep showing up and typing when, when church online is happening. It may not make sense to people. 
but it makes sense to you and it makes sense to God. Because the moment that you and I are able to seek after God, that we're going to receive the answers and the direction that we are looking for. Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Are you lost? Have you, do you feel like you've, you've lost sight of where you're going? Do you have questions? Do you have more questions than answers? God is saying here, seek me. If you seek me with all your heart, you're going to find me. And God is always available and willing to give us direction as to where we need to go in life. We need to seek him intentionally. But we also need to trust him wholeheartedly. We need to trust him wholeheartedly. We need to know that like the king did, he heard, not only did he see, he saw God, but then he heard his voice and then he obeyed what God was saying. The problem with some of us today is that we have a trust issue. The problem with some of us today is that we, we've forgotten that God is not a man that he should lie. Some of us are thinking about God and thinking about the person that failed us. We're thinking about that person that made a promise that they never kept. Some of us are struggling still in bitterness. And so we think that because the world failed us, because a person failed us, that it must mean that God's going to walk out on me again. Come on. Some of us are still struggling with some of the promises that people didn't keep. Some of us are still struggling with the promises that men made to us and they never kept. Some of us are struggling with the promise that our baby daddy told us that he was going to take care of us and our kids and they never showed up. Come on. Some of us have forgotten that God is not a man that he should lie. Some of us need to be reminded here tonight that God... He cannot lie because it's against who he is. It is absolutely impossible that God would not complete the promises he's made over your life. So he's telling you and I today, you need to listen to me and you need to trust me. But some of us, some of us have been listening, but we just don't like what we're hearing. Mm, This is for somebody tonight. You've been hearing God. And you're like, mm-hmm. it's no. I mean, God, I get it. And, and, and I'm talking to you from a place where I'm, girl, I know what I'm talking about. Because I've heard some things and I'm like, God, come on. I mean, God, you know me. Come on, God, you, you know how many of us God has been instructing us to do something else, but we just don't like the direction he's telling us to go. And then we find ourselves in all kinds of messes. In all kinds of situations. And we're saying, God, I promise you I won't do it again. God, I promise you if you save me this one time, it's not going to happen again. Come on. You've done it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know. And God is saying, you need to be able to listen to my voice and obey what I'm saying because you can trust me. Because there's no better place that you can be than in the middle of my will for your life. Because you may not like what you're hearing. You may not like what I'm saying, but you're going to like where I'm taking you. But the moment that you decide to follow your own voice, to follow your own path, is the moment that we're going to not position ourselves to win, but position ourselves to fail. So God is saying, trust me wholeheartedly. Some of us are struggling because we don't want to make that phone call. 
some of us are struggling because God has been telling us to forgive and we're just like, no, it hurts too much. They knew better. This shouldn't have happened. Some of us are afraid of being real with ourselves tonight and saying, you know what, God? Maybe I do need to say what you're telling me to do. Maybe you, maybe you're right. Maybe I do need to follow after you. Maybe I do need to trust you. What is God asking you to trust him in tonight? What voice that he's been telling you, what command, what direction have you been pushing away? And maybe now you find yourself in a place where you are just struggling in all areas of life. I love this verse. It's found in Philippians chapter 1. It says that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to complete completion. I love this because he was able to trust God. You may say, well, Diana, he gave, he gave King Jay good news. I mean, you're, you can go and you can win and you can do all these things. So, of course, he was, you know, yes, I'm going to do this. But it's the same thing with us. He promised, he told the king, this battle isn't yours, this battle is mine. I need you to understand tonight that when you are a daughter of God, that when you love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, that when you have put your trust in Jesus and a battle rises up against you, it's no longer your battle, it is God's battle. Your battles are God's battles. And you can trust in the word that God has given you because he's got your back. People may not have your back. Your friends may not have your back. The world may not have your back, but God has your back. And he's saying here tonight, if I've started a work in you, I'm going to be faithful to complete it. God is going to be faithful to complete every promise that he's made over your life. You may not get it. You may not understand it, but we need to trust wholeheartedly. And then we need to worship relentlessly. This is my favorite part about this story. It's my favorite part because it's actually... The most unexpected one. He goes out to battle. And I mean, we're talking armies. On an army. We're talking bows and arrows. I don't know. <laughs> we're talking spears and weapons. And we're talking, I don't know how they were fighting in that time, but you know, weapons. They've got some weapons, right? It's no, it's nothing like it's it's a big deal. They were going to battle. Yet when it comes to get ready, very much opposite of what I would do, because remember, I'll be calling the sergeant saying, hey, sir, the captain, you need to get the troops ready. What he does is that he's not getting his best soldier ready. He's getting his best singer ready. His best singer ready? Really? You're going to battle. You have to fight three armies, and you're getting your best singer ready? What are you talking about? I love this because he's sending... Frontline. It's not like he's sending people to play along the way. You know, the battle's happening and they're just like playing. No, 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 no. He's sending the front line is his best worshiper. Not the one with the best voice necessarily, but his best worshiper. I love that. I love that because I wonder what happens in our lives when we're struggling. I wonder what would happen in our lives if we faced every situation, every battle with a heart of worship. Saying, listen, I don't know what's going to happen. God, I don't understand why this is happening in my life, but I'm going to sing my way through it. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to sing and remind my soul and the universe and everybody on earth that you are good, that you are faithful, that you are for me. What would happen if we began to approach our battles in a different way? 
I love this because as they went singing, imagine that, imagine just that whole situation. They're singing, they've got instruments, whatever. And the moment that they find themselves in battle, it says that as they sing, the Lord sets an ambush against the enemy. I want you to know that while you praise him, he's taking care of business. That while you praise him, he's setting an ambush against the enemy. That while you praise him, that while you lift up your voice, that while you believe that while you still have faith when everyone else has given up and you still have strength in your soul and in your voice to sing, that God will set an ambush against your enemy and defeat every battle, every army that stands against you. He's got you. Come on, some of us need to use our voice more often. Some of us need to say, God, this battle isn't mine. This battle is yours. And what I'm going to do is that I'm going to stand here and I'm going to sing. You know my name. I wish I could sing it to you, but, you know, I make you cry tonight. But you're going to stand and you're going to sing. And you're going to believe the promises of God for your life. As they sang, God confused the enemy. When you sing in the middle of your situation... When you sing in the middle of your circumstance, in the middle of your battle, the enemy gets confused. You're saying, God, you're good. God, you are faithful. God, you are for me. And the enemy is saying, but how can she say that? How can she say that when she doesn't know how she's going to pay her rent? How can she be saying this when her, when her kids are going crazy? How is she saying that when she's not going to do how she's going to make it through another day? As we sing and worship in the middle of our situation, the enemy gets confused. And that's how we defeat the enemy. I don't know where I'm going. God, I don't have all the answers. But one thing I know for sure is that you that began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. God is raising up an army of women who are going to go to battle. Not with weapons, but the weapon will be our voice. God is raising up an army of women who will stand firm and say, you know what? I'm going to be positioned to win because I'm going to, I'm going to seek after God. I'm going to trust him wholeheartedly and I'm going to go singing my way through life. God is saying there's an army of women you're watching right now and you may not believe it yourself. You may not believe that there's any strength left in you, but God has called you tonight to be watching this message for him to remind you there is a lot more strength in you than you believe. There's a lot more strength in you than you give yourself credit for. God wants to stir up your faith tonight and say there's a warrior in you. There's a fighter in you. There's a worshiper in you. Tonight God wants you to be positioned to win. To say, I'm going to forget about my problems, my situations right now. I'm going to seek after God. I'm going to trust wholeheartedly. And I'm going to worship until I see the battle has been won. Trust him tonight. I want to pray for you tonight. But before we do that, I want to take an opportunity to give an invitation for any women that could be watching right now. And you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. You've been watching this message and... Maybe you've been moved, but you don't quite understand why we can trust this Jesus. Who is this Jesus that I'm talking about? Who is this God that is for us and that loves us despite our mistakes, despite our our situations, despite our mess-ups? I want you to know tonight, if you don't know who this Jesus is, if you haven't given your life to him, I want you to understand here tonight that, that you and I have received the best gift we could have ever received, and that is the gift of salvation. That God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross for you and for me. 
that there was a a price that we had to pay and we couldn't pay it ourselves and so god sent his son to pay that price for us so that you and i could have life so that you and i can have life everlasting so that you and i can have a life with purpose and tonight he's saying you're watching not by coincidence but you're watching because i am calling you and he wants to do a work in your life and he wants to move in your life so i want to ask everyone wherever you are right now why don't you bow your head and why don't you close your eyes just so you can take a moment to focus on God. If that's you and you're watching tonight, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, and you say, Diana, I need to be positioned to win because God knows I've been struggling. If you're watching tonight and you're saying, I don't know this Jesus, but I need him because I need a new beginning. All I want you to do is repeat this prayer after me. And it's not the prayer that saves you, but it's you putting your trust in Jesus. Or if that's you, why don't you say this with me? Say, Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God, that you died for my sins, and you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Give me a new beginning. Today, I commit my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. If you made that decision, I want to congratulate you. But before we log off, I want to pray. For the rest of us, maybe you are in need of strength. Maybe you're struggling as you try to position yourself to go after God. Maybe you've been trying, but you need a little bit more courage tonight. I'm believing that tonight God is going to do a miracle in your life. I believe that tonight as we pray, God will begin to move in your heart and in your soul. And he's going to bring the strength that you need to move forward. Tonight, you're going to make the decision to seek after him, to trust him, and to worship him. Why don't you raise your hand wherever you are? This is for all of us tonight. I'm praying that God will move tonight. God, I thank you for every woman that is watching in this moment. I thank you for every woman, God, that has dedicated her time to hear your word tonight. God, I pray for miracles in our lives. God, I pray that the situations that we think are impossible, God, that you will show us you are good, that you will show us you are for us. God, tonight I pray that you will stir up a sense of faith within us, God. That if our faith has been shaking and struggling, God, tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will move faith within us, God. You will flame a passion in our hearts to go after you, Jesus, to seek you wholeheartedly, God, to worship you, to trust you, God. I pray tonight, God, that you will convict us of the things that we need to do, God. That if you're asking us to move, we will move. That if you're asking us to stay still, we will stay still, God. I pray miracles over every household represented here tonight, God. I pray that you will bring healing, spiritual and physical healing to our lives, to our bodies, to our souls tonight, God. I pray that you will give us renewed direction, God. I pray that tonight we will be reminded that we are your army, Jesus. And that we're going fighting, God, with worship and with trust, God. That we don't have to fear and that we don't have to stumble, God, because you've got us. You've got our back. And God, we give you all of our battles tonight, our situations tonight. God, that you will do a miracle in our lives, God. We commit our lives to you tonight. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you that in you we have victory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we give Jesus some praise tonight? Come on, God is good. I'm so glad that all of you guys tuned in tonight. Shout out to everyone having watch parties. I believe that that God's going to do an incredible work in your life. But what we're going to do tonight, we're going to party wherever you are. 
I don't know, put up the music, turn up the music, turn up some worship, do whatever you want. We want you to know that you're loved. We're going to meet again very soon. Elbow your friend, your sister, your mom, whatever. Give them a hug. I mean, have an incredible time tonight. We love you so much. And I'm just going to party with some more girls here tonight. Because why not? Stay tuned. Actually, we're going to be putting up the full interview that you heard today. There's so much more about the interview. And so we will put it up. We'll let you know. Stay tuned. Love you so much. Have the best night. I can't wait to see you again. Stay tuned. We'll see you on Sunday. And we love you.